Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. This podcast is brought to you by the fans for the fans. There are a number of different ways you can contact the show. You can tweet us at Heed Army. You can also use Facebook and search for the Heed Army Podcast Live page, like, and then you can comment and we can read the message out from there. And also we have our chat facility that is just below our broadcasting window. As a podcast that is for the fans, we try to bring you as much information as we can and match reaction. We conduct fan interviews on match days, so if you're around Gated International Stadium and you see someone with a microphone, please come over and talk to us. We also have interviews with personnel from the club and we try to get interviews with former Heed players as well, so keep an eye out for those. Hello and welcome to the Heat Army Podcast. This is the second edition of 2014. It's Sunday the 12th of January and uh, you join us live at 9pm uh, on this glorious Sunday night. It's a little bit chilly but um, nonetheless it is glorious because Gated achieved another win and we are sitting in 6th place level on points um, with 5th place in the playoffs. So it's looking very positive. Were you at the game yesterday? Um, wasn't the best to watch again, but the only thing that matters is the three points and a great result. So if you're at the game, get your messages sent in. There's a number of ways to do it. You can do it on Twitter, um, if you message the Heed Army account. Also, we have the chat facility here on Spreaker. Um, just in case you don't know how to do it, if you're listening on Spreaker and you've registered, you like us, uh, you, can do, you can sign in with it, uh, with your Facebook account, so you don't have to go through all the palaver or sign up properly. And um, once you do, once you're on the um, Spreaker page on the internet or on your phone, there should be a little speech bubble at the bottom. And um, you can click on that, you'll see a message from us. Hello and welcome to the Heed Army podcast. Uh, Andy Mason has already sent us a message. So um, that is the way to do it there, because we know we had a few people last week left a message on the actual wall that we broadcast on. Um, we don't get to see those because we're inside the, um, the workings of the website uh, broadcasting. So if you want to get your messages through to us in real time, and we see them quicker, that's the way to do it on a chat facility and on Twitter, and of course, the Facebook Heed Army page, um, you can do it there. So that's the best way to contact us, and um, we know you will, and you always do. So as I say, it just leaves me one thing to do, and that's to introduce uh, my guest tonight, Mickey Barris. Hello, Mickey. Good evening, lads. There we go. Yes. So um, David is here, and um, as I say, we have got uh, four interviews this week. Uh, we've been wanting to get some uh, over the past few weeks to make the podcast uh, what it can be, and we've got an interview with Lee Calder, John Young, Tony Carter, and Match Day announcer Peter Grant. Uh, we've got a great interview Sponsored with him. Sponsored by Lindemans. Ah, well, there we go. <laughs> Sarah Jane will get you. Pack it in, pack it in. <laughs> oh, and Terry's all gold for Sarah. Yes, and um, so you will be hearing that in the podcast tonight. Uh, also, we have the news of two loan players um, reportedly about to sign tomorrow. We know um, that Gary Mills has said that two players are coming in on loan this week. Um, one player, um, I can give you the name, is reported to be Duncan Watmore, uh, formerly with Aston, uh, not Aston Villa, Altrincham. Uh, he signed for Sunderland in May uh, last uh, last year, so a player that's played at this level. So hopefully he's learned a bit at Sunderland, and if we get him on loan, we'll see what he can do. And also Carlisle United player Liam Noble. Um, he was in the stand yesterday, wasn't he? Yes, he was at the game watching, so uh, watch this space. Have you seen either of these players play? Um, if you have, let us know. 
and um, we can uh, talk about these players. So hopefully an exciting prospect of them coming in. A little bit of information on Liam Thomas Noble. That's his middle name there. Right. He's from Newcastle upon Tyne, and his birthday is the eighth of May. So <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> Put that down in the <laughs> facts. Startling facts. They are. Yeah. I'm sure you'll agree that not um, his league record or anything. Just his birthday. <laughs> just his birthday. Well, I can tell you what he did. What he's done at Carlisle so far. Uh, 68 uh, first team appearances with nine goals. So. You know, let's hope he can uh, do a little bit better for Gated. I'm sure, not that he's done bad for Carlisle, should we say, or because um, he's been at Sunderland, he's had actually, he's had two loan stints at Carlisle before he signed uh, into. Hartlepool as well, wasn't he? Um, oh, not according to Wikipedia. So yeah, I, thought, no. I thought he'd been on loan at Hartlepool as well. No, so um, there Shows we go. Shows bloody nerd, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> he knows nothing. And also, and I, we know that John Oster is sitting with a meal for one. Oh, poor John. But it is an M&S meal for one, so we want to know from our listeners tonight, what, what? is John Oster eating? So, <laughs> keep it clean. <laughs> pot noodle. <laughs> it's not just any pot noodle. Uh, it's, it's an M&S pot noodle. pot noodle. Yes. So, um, you know you know how to do that. Get the messages in. Right, we're going to kick off with a, um, one of the interviews that we collected yesterday. Uh, this was collected from Neen, uh, Lee Calder. So, have a little listen to this and send us your messages in once you've listened. Well, we're joined in the stadium bar with uh, Gator fan Lee Calder. Uh, scrappy game, again, yep, but uh, <laughs> the result, that's all that matters, really. Uh, I hide with, not hide, who were playing, none eaten. None they were just hitting and hoping, I think, and then they, when they got the equaliser, a bit tense, but then getting the winner, obviously. Gator forcing so many uh, like errors on themselves mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. Cyril, of course, at fault for the equaliser. Um, but in, even in the first half, James Curtis was... was yeah. wasn't painting uh, uh, white shirts at all. I mean, I was actually screaming and bawling at Cyril after that. But um, it's just, we're, we're playing it back and we're going for these short passes when, we go, when we've got players upfield which are capable of controlling the ball and getting it down, but we're just not, we're not doing that. Yeah, as I say, well, the, say Curtis got the winning goal, Colin yep. uh, Walton corner. Uh, as I say, it looked like it wasn't going to come, though, didn't it? Yeah. Um, trickled in. It did, trickled it trickled in. in. But that's all that matters. And yeah. uh, as I say, I think that result leaves us six uh, with the way the results have right. went. So we're so close now to getting into those playoffs. Yeah. And I think once we get there, it's all about cementing it, isn't it? it is. I mean, I think Alfreton, they've surprised me. They've been in the playoffs for a while now. And if we can do what they've done and, and stay in there, well, we've obviously got a chance. I certainly hope so. And um, as I say... James Brown did well today, scored a goal, but um, it does look apparent that we need a, a stronger centre forward, doesn't definitely, it? Definitely, definitely. Especially with Hatch. I uh, mean, Hatch, and Hatch nearly took his own fingers off, and, um, but you know, we, we just need someone that's going to be a bit more prolific. I mean, Brown, don't get us wrong, he's a good striker, but he's not massively prolific, you know? As I say, well, today, um, Nuneaton had a massive back four, uh, all six footers, and uh, trying to ping balls up to James Brown's head it, it was never going to work. Not going to work, no. So, I mean, as I say, the gated goal came from, uh, the, the opening goal came from a fantastic Madison cross, and yeah. he was uh, at the back post to slot it in, and obviously we know Curtis uh, overpowered their, their defenders and put it in the back of the net. But it does look like... Um, uh, Gary Mills is trying to sign somebody and do you think it'll happen well supposedly yeah. it should be here uh, a, a player if not two should be here before the Aldershot game we need a striker basically I'd, I'd be happy with anyone as long as the score goes very happy well let's certainly hope so <laughs> well thank you Lee thanks nice for talking to us thank you very much cheers well that uh-
that was Lee Calder there, um, giving his views. And we've made a mistake. It isn't Liam Noble. It is Ryan Noble from Sunderland. <laughs> so do forgive us. We will get uh, our facts right. I'm going to say... Two nobles doesn't make a right. So, um, <laughs> this Thanks noble. Thanks for Cal with a div as well. Yeah. This noble was on loan at, um, Burnley. So, um, there we go. Uh, he, is a, he's just been recalled. He has been Hartlepool, so you're correct. You're, you did know there was a noble at, um, Hartlepool United. So well done, Mickey. And, um, just, just on the birthday front, this noble was born on the 6th of <laughs> November. <laughs> So, correct your uh, calendars for sending a card to Ryan Noble. Uh, sorry, Liam, you will not be getting any cards from the Heat Army. Um, Andy Mason has sent the message on the Facebook, uh, on the uh, on the chat facility. Um, <laughs> kind of weird, yes, I know. Really? Night off work, listening uh, with the wife, happy hair uh, with the win yesterday. I'm looking forward to seeing Ryan Noble in a Heat shirt. Oh, there we go. Yes, Ryan Noble is who we want to see in the heat shirt. And uh, thank you to Liam Clark. He's put, isn't it Ryan Noble, R Noble from Burnley? It is. So there we go. Well, there you go. You see. Yes. Um, also, um, being told that Duncan Watmore won't be signing on loan. So as I say, it, it's all uh, ifs and buts. So but we have, you know, Gator manager yesterday on Gator CTV and BBC Radio Newcastle did say that two players were going to come on loan, and this is just what he has say. What's going around Twitter and the forum? Guys, the speculation would it all started because uh, I think it was Friday night. As a Sunderland fan comes on um, Total Sport, yep, and he's been speaking to Graham Wood, and mm -hmm. he said that. There's a possibility that what more could be coming. That's where the rumour started yeah. from. Well, we'll just have to see. And Neil Smith has sent a message on the chat facility. Thank you, Neil. Felt sorry for James Curtis having his goal taken away by Master Marwood. So J James Marwood is um, claiming the goal yesterday. And Mickey, I believe we've got something in Twitter corner. Yeah, but I kind of get it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to see. go back there. There we go. We'll get Mickey... Um, there we go. How are you, Mickey? You're the master of Twitter corner. I thought you'd know how to send these messages or read these messages, even. Well, I've, um, well, basically, Gav just told me it was Ryan Noble. Yeah. And Callum were a div. Thanks, Gav. Yeah, that's very nice of you. Um, Peter Grant, he's what's he saying? He's telling John Oster to sit and listen to the podcast while having his M&S meal. Well, let's hope he is, and uh, we still want uh, all listeners to message in and tell us what meal you think John Oster is eating. It's not just a normal meal, it's an M&S meal. And uh, <laughs> as I say, he didn't have his puffer jacket on, like Bianca, out of his tenders uh, yesterday. <laughs> you, he throwing that in the bin last he, week. He had a trench coat on this week. And he, trench coat? He did have a trench coat, yes. Cool. He looked like... Um, Columbo. No, it was, it was a black trench coat. He looked more like Dracula-esque. I mean, that's, that's, that's what he was going for there. So maybe he's having his steak extra rare. A little bit of blood there. Bella Lugosi. Yes, so there we go. Um, <laughs> we have another interview to re um, to play out, and we'll just um, put that on in a second while I get it up. So you know how to message us. Get your messages in. We'll be playing the promo later for how to message us, but I'm sure you know how to do it already. And remember, if you're listening on Spreaker, you can message us on the chat facility. There should be a, sp a speech bubble below, and um, you'll be able to send your messages, your thoughts of these interviews. Well, John Young joins us now, and uh, John, squeaky bum time in that game, wasn't it? Yeah, certainly. I mean, it's a big, big game for the day. It was a big result. Um, we win ga you win games like that. Good teams win games like that. You know, and we've seen plenty of games like that where we've lost and not quite got the result. 
good teams win games like that. Yeah. It's a big result. Okay, we're just talking to Lee Calder there, and we mentioned that um, we're still in need of a striker. James Brown did well today, scored a good goal, but when we're coming up against teams like Nuneaton, where they've got a, a back four that are all good six-footers, strong in the air, and for the vast majority of that game, we keep trying to find James Brown's head, and it was just never going to work, was it? Um, I think James Brown's done really well. He really has, he really has worked hard, um, and he's a, he's a he's a he's a grafter. He is. That's what he is. And I think we do know we need a centre forward. Everybody knows we need a centre forward. And the, the main man, Gary Mills, need, knows we need a centre forward. But Brown will do until we get. Yeah, he's got competition as well for anybody that comes He is, he is. I mean, not only that, I mean, it's competition for uh, for Marwood as well on the right-hand side with Madison and Larkin. We've got an abundance of players in those positions, so it's fantastic to see. But uh, as I say, it was nice to see James Curtis get on the score sheet yeah. today. Um, but as I say, it's the second game in a row where we've ground out the result, although the high scoreline was a bit flattering. We did. We are having to knuckle down, and it's it's showing the strength of the team that we can do that because we've played the pretty stuff and played people off the park earlier in the season under Gary Mills. Now we're having to knuckle down and, and grind those results out. Yeah, I mean, as I say, there's always there's always games in a league season where you have to grind results out, and we've been here many many a time and not been able to grind them results out. Um, Today we did. Today we did. We got a, got a very important result, and it'll make people sit and take notice. Yeah. As I say, I think that the, we're not completely sure, but I think we're lying in sixth place now with the, with the results of went. Um, so you know we're knocking on the door of the playoffs now, and it, I think it's all about cementing it. I, I know in the past we've uh, snuck into playoff situations and stuff, but I'd, I'd rather be there from now to the end of the season. Uh, but it's interesting because you want to know. I don't quite know whether you, know, you want to be in the playoffs and sitting in there or you want to get there late in the season, get in there with a run, have the momentum and get in there late, but, you know, get pick up the results as you can, you know, really pick up the results as you can. There it is. Well, well, thank you very much for talking to us, no and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Well, that was John Young there, and um, he was kind enough to give us his uh, thoughts yesterday. And uh, do you agree with John? Would you like to get in the playoffs late, or would you like to cement your place early? Um, Jack McInnes has sent us a message on the chat facility saying, we'd love to see a prolific goal scorer at Gateshead uh, again. Um, I know rumours of John Shaw, we don't know how true. Um, so we'll hopefully we'll, we'll see what happens. I know he also, won in the trophy yesterday. Yeah. Um. So well, did he come on? Did he? Or was uh, he non use? I was. He was. He actually come on as a substitute yesterday. So. Oh well, he's back playing. So there's uh, one positive for John. Um. Well, also, um, Gav on Twitter. Yes, we know <laughs> we're gonna get it right. Ryan Noble signed for Burnley. Um, probably uh, in last summer, so he will be coming on loan from Burnley. Mm -hmm. So there we go. We've got the fact right. Thank you for um correcting us. Um. Also, Gav has put um, thoughts on the decision not to sign Brendan Daniels. Thought he looked a player against Darlow, albeit against young opposition. Well, I was there at that game. He scored a, a good hat-trick. He had a good game. He chased the ball down, um, played very well. A uh, good left-footer. But, um, obviously, Gary Mills didn't fancy him. Um, and I, I can see why, because we already have Marwood who can play on the left. We've got Madison, who's hitting form. Um, do we really need an, another player in an area of the pitch where we've got significant cover mm -hmm. already? So um, good luck to Daniels wherever he goes. He looked a decent player, especially although the opposition was young. Um, there was a 
few other um, senior players in the side like Mickey Cummins and uh, Boys and O'Brien. Uh, Tate's last game as well because he's right. moved on to um, Pastures New or should I say hold at Darlow. So uh, good luck to him there. So were you at the reserve game? What was your thoughts on Daniel? Uh, please get your messages in and we can um, discuss them there. Um, Mickey, do we have any more tweets coming? There's a boatload of tweets. I'm just trying to vet through them, to be honest. Yeah. Because there's like a conversation there. Um, I know Ross Black said, so had a nightmare. I'd rather have Magnier playing that left-back. Well, it's a, it's a debate that's rumbled on all season, hasn't it? Mm. Um, since O'Brien didn't really uh, set the world alight as left-back. And then, obviously, Magnier played a few games there. Then we brought in uh, Cyril. And Cyril's been a... a had a, he's had a good loan spell, a very good loan spell. Mm. Uh, yesterday he was a little bit at fault for the goal because he was uh, caught dawdling on the uh, dead uh, ball line with the ball. I did hear that. Um, and also, um, Liam Clark sent a message on the chat facility. Hopefully, a genuine left back can come in on loan. Cyril not good enough defensively um, and has looked shaky in a handful of games. Well, from what I've seen of Cyril, I thought he's played very well. This, uh, I think he's. I just think he's a young kid. Yes, you've got to remember that. Gotta learn mm -hmm. and. Unfortunately, he's probably never. He's never played. Never. He's been playing under twenty-one football for Middlesbrough. Yes, which is, is nowhere near the conference. Oh no! So I mean, he's, he's done very well. I mean, you know, Clark, Curtis, the backs there—they've all made mistakes. It happens. Uh, it happens to even the best players in the top line. So, so um, got to um, got to look at was it Clarky against Wrexham and Clarky and Curtis against Wrexham last season? They got absolutely battered, didn't they? Yeah, well, that's same. I mean, another players. great servant of the club, Carl Jones. I remember um, against Dalton in the right. semi-final, he yeah. had a nightmare. Just, it just it happens. It happens to players. Doesn't matter what the level. Andy Mason put, would anyone have Bushy back? Um, no. Nope. Hereford, despite to reduce the wage, but he said Harry. He's at Hereford at the moment. They're trying to reduce the wage bill. They're in uh, trouble. But uh, he scored a fantastic goal on Thursday night live in front of the BT cameras. I didn't see it. Oh, it was a very well-taken goal. Um, I don't know. I'd, personally, I wouldn't go back. I'd like to go forwards, but um, I don't know. I don't know. He's... There's some games I thought it was good, and there's other games I thought, Jesus Christ, what the hell am I watching here? Yeah, well, there's a fair length through it, but uh, the offer to me. I see. He looked, he looked very good in the game on television, um, but it was uh, two poor sides, to be honest. I thought uh, on the night, Forest Green didn't look that good, but Lee Hughes was desperate to score, and he was shooting from all angles. So, as I say, <laughs> that's I think that's an eight for nine striker this season they've got on the books. Uh, they must be paying him some bit as well. Uh, they must be. They must. Be. Right, um, we are go about to come to the pièce de la résistance. Do you, oh, did you like that? I can speak French. Um, Carter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to keep Carter for last. This is uh, Gator announcer Peter Grant. We've got a 10 minute interview here. Remember, keep your messages flowing um, while this is going. We can read them out and um, enjoy this interview. Sponsored by Lindemans. Well, we'd like to welcome uh, Peter Grant to the Heed Army podcast at last. Hello, it welcome. It seems really strange being on this side of the, um, well, I can see this side of the bed, but you know, I mean, normally, <laughs> normally I'm reclining at this point listening, yeah. listening to you, so it's nice to be this side, really. Oh, well, it's uh, fantastic to have you here, and um, as I say, you've been the announcer at the, at the games for, is it three or four seasons ah, now? Yeah, three, yeah, three going on four. And is it safe to say that um, you've kind of took it into your heart now? Oh, yes, you can't help, can you, really? Yeah. It, it, it's, and it's strange because, I mean, every year, um, we certainly for the last few years, obviously, we've held on to um, a large chunk of the squad. So yeah. um, it's always nice you come back and you see the familiar faces and you see a few new faces uh -huh. and so on. But this year, 
It's been absolutely amazing. I mean, what a fantastic squad. Uh, we're, we're watching game in, game out now. Uh -huh. As I say, well, I mean, we've been blessed with some fantastic games. The past two games have been scrappy, I think, for want of a better word. But the results are coming, and that's the, the most important thing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think the last two games have, have been tough ones for, for very different reasons. I mean, obviously, the Hyde game, because I'm sure, you know, we were all feeling very, very um, nervous going into the Hyde game because none of us wanted to be the first team that was going to uh, yeah. be the victim of, of, of Hyde this season, you know? And. Um, and again, because we can all look back over the last few years and know there was a time when we would have been that club. Yes. So for us to sort of uh, get that first goal in and relax a little bit and end up sort of having a convincing win, which I'm sure is going to, at the end of the season, when something is going to go down to goal difference, is going to be a crucial yeah. result. Um, and as for today's game, again, a real scrappy game, but you've got two teams pretty much on top of each other in the, in, in the league it was always going to be a tight game um, no matter what you might have read in the press about Nuneaton the players were going to be up for a good game Definitely. today they all wanted to put themselves in the shop window and so on so it's going to be a tough one and I think that first goal was going to be key and for us to come back what, a minute after the kickoff um, in the second half was a, was a key moment for us to score. It certainly was, and as I say, I mean, you've been here a number of years now, and, and have you noticed any big changes since you've been here um, as the club as a whole? Because we do have, I mean, fantastic corporate facilities. We're going to be talking to Graham in the next podcast, hopefully, about that. Uh -huh. But um, as I say, it's been well, developing. Yeah, I mean, I can only obviously I can only talk on the last few years. I mean, because I came in after after Graham came in. I know one of the, the things that Graham did was to um, vastly improve the, the the corporate experience on the day. You know, from from perhaps sort of eating in the concourse to eating in a, in a, in, a, in a room with a sort of a sit down, almost a banquet type yes. meal arrangement now. Um, so I can only look at it from from if you like from what you and I see on the pitch uh -huh. and I do see a team that is, is really starting to go places now I think if we were to look um, back three four years at, at, at the style of play style of management I mean I was in the fortunate position today of, of watching the game with, with Hatchie uh -huh. and um, you know Liam was sort of saying that the training um, that goes on now is much more intense, it's much more enjoyable from a yeah. professional footballer's point of view now than it's ever been in his career uh -huh. um, here. So, so you know, Cast and, 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 and Gary are obviously doing the right thing and they're taking the club places. And so the difference over these last few years, I think, has been a steady progress. But I suppose no different to the steady progress that has been over the years before. When we've uh -huh. gone up through league, through league, through league, you know? Certainly has, but I think since, I mean, we mentioned we've had great times under Ian Bogie and Ann Smith did a great job under horrendous circumstances with not having a home game for um, the second half of the season. But I think since Gary Mills has come in as a fan, it just seems to be took us to the next level. As you say, that the players are talking about how different and professional the, and enjoyable the training is, and you can see that on the pitch now. Uh, the more expressive the players they are, uh, definitely. I mean, we, I mean, we, I know we've all said this to a blue in the face, but you know, the impact has been different on each player. I mean, James Marwood, for instance, you know, prolific goal scoring now. He's uh -huh. a goal scoring machine now. We, you know, we all remember him as being that kind of um, game changer that would come on in the second half, and his pace would start to scare opposition defence and so on. Now, 
you know, he plays a completely different game. He's still got the pace, but he's, he's now a scorer. He's, he's, he's currently our, our leading goal scorer. Um, you can see that the defence plays a little bit differently. It's great to see Craig Baxter here at the club. Yes. And, uh, and today's performance, I mean, I had Craig up there with Brownie and so on as potential man of the match today. Um, I think we, you know, we're seeing now a fit James Brown, and he's coming back into his own again he now. Is, yeah. And uh, I'm just excited at the prospect of who potentially could be coming to the club in this transfer well, window. That's what we're just talking about um, in previous interviews uh, that was recorded this afternoon. Um, that say there were two new faces possibly coming in, as we mentioned in the media. Hopefully, I mean, say James Brown did really well today, scored a fantastic goal, but as I say, when we come up against Saeed, when we'll have to grind out the results, uh, when I think we need a bit more of a muscly forward, especially with the absence of Liam Hatch now, uh -huh. um, so hopefully we'll see. Well, Hatch, should be back soon, I mean, the, the, it, it was just a domestic accident <laughs> with his finger. I heard a, a character involved in the knife, so I don't know. Well, no, he was, tell <laughs> he was telling me today, he, he was doing the drying up, which is great, I mean, he's obviously, you know, a metrosexual he's a, man. He's a modern man. He's modern a modern man. man, he was doing the drying up. Um, um, I don't know whether he was doing the washing up. I think that would be too multitasking for Hatchie, yeah. actually. But he was doing the drying up, reached up to his top shelf in his cupboard, which to anyone else, you and me, probably be uh, out of reach anyway. On a step ladder, yeah. Um, and uh, he was putting a glass up on the top shelf. And as he did it, and the glass next to it slipped, and he automatically put his hand out to catch the glass, and uh -huh. it just went straight through his finger. Ooh. So he had uh, surgery to reconnect the tendons and um, goodness knows what else, which has all been successful. Yeah. He wiggled his finger for us. Um, and as far as he's concerned, and he can play football. Yeah. Um, I think obviously the manager quite rightly seems to think it's early days with an injury like that. The physio probably showed similar yeah. uh, caution as well. I mean, not, not only the risk of being hit with the ball, but also running and well, falling or whatever. Yeah, you know, it could have been disastrous. Um, but I mean, Hatchy. I'm sure Hatchie's never enjoyed his football as much as he's enjoying it at the moment. We go to the football yeah. club, and um, but as I say, we can see that right throughout the team, can't we? At the moment, I mean, but we didn't. We do miss his height when he's not playing. Yeah, obviously. definitely. Yeah, but uh, yeah, as I say, I'm saying, but um, we mentioned uh, we're going for the players that are playing well now. But since you've been here, who's been your favourite player? That's entertained you the most, should I say? I don't think I have a favourite player, contrary to uh, to rumour and speculation that my <laughs> love child plays uh, regularly for us in the number four shirt. Um, but um, I think there have been so many players, so many different levels. I'm, a, I'm a, I think working forwards, I, I genuinely believe that we've got one of the best goalkeepers, not just in this league, but I think you know, yeah, in the in the in in League Two as well. I think Adam Bartley is a phenomenal keeper, and on his day, he's every bit as good as as, as some of the top keepers well, that we all rate. About, you in know? the two Oxford games, it shows that a lot of our players can match um, the team that's challenging for promotion from League yeah. Two, and um, there's very little difference. And you can have you can have the best strikers in the world, you can have a, a rock solid defence, but if you've got a keeper that the defenders don't have confidence in, yeah. you can leak goals. So I think we've got a fantastic keeper. I think in that back four, I mentioned Craig Baxter earlier. I think he's a, he's a brilliant fullback. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're looking at the moment um, possibly to see what happens if if, if Zero goes back to. to uh -huh. the Middlesbrough and so on. In our central defenders, I think we've got two guys who, are, again, on their day, uh, are excellent and probably the best in the league. And I think James Curtis is servant to this club over these years. Yeah. I mean, 11 years now is, is fantastic in this day and age. Mm -hmm. In midfield, I mean, I think that, um, that Josh Walker is an amazing signing. Um, yes. Obviously, you know, you know what I think about um, 
<laughs> the other ones we've got, I mean, Charles <laughs> and so on, I think you're never going to want more from um, a player. You know, if there's ever a player that gives that kind of 110% type thing, it's going to be him. As I say, just a hell of an engine on him. Yeah. He? I don't know how he does it. <laughs> and, and James Brown, for me, fought, again, falls into that same category as... as um, as, as a player that has played at higher level mm-hmm. um, but is now very much part of what's going on here at the International yeah. Stadium and I think it was great to see Brownie on the score sheet today because um, he does score goals and uh, he's an exciting player he's got a great touch um, I mean there are so many players yeah. that, that I, I love to watch and we've been very fortunate this season that we haven't had the sort of season where we've lost key players mm-hmm. um, what's made a difference this season I think is the fact that the players uh, have managed to stay fit or maybe they, they, they haven't had those nasty injuries um, and we've had that little bit of depth of squad that we haven't had before no, just which allowed us to absorb the odd injury yeah, yeah. a lot of players can play in several positions I mean Marwood can play in centre midfield either side on the flanks mm-hmm. and we're so lucky with um, Larkin as well because he can play up front on the wing as well and to me I mean I hate to say this and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm making sure I don't sort of put my foot in it like I tend to do but I, to me he's been one of the surprise packages he this has year. yeah um, you know he arrived in amongst um, a series of strikers that we were scoring because he arrived at the same sort of time as boys yeah. uh, and so on and I don't think anyone really knew too much about these guys mm-hmm. and I think he was almost like a bit of a slow burner yeah I can, I can remember he, um, he was at Lincoln last year then dropped down to Harrogate Town and you think oh well saying the players I finished off in the Conference North last year is he going to be all mm-hmm. that and you know I don't know if you were part of Thistle the first pre-season game he was electric and oh, just, yeah. uh, just all over the pitch and it excited you as you hope pre-season would when uh, when you see any new player uh, I think what's uh, I think the main difference as we've talked about before I think is is, is the management team mm-hmm. um, as much as we all have you know a great deal of respect and, and love and affection for, for Ant and, and for Bogues and so on I think what um, Darren and what Gary have brought to the club is just being that little bit higher yeah. uh, whether it be their training techniques whether they be their demands on the players and I think the players have reacted positively to it and uh, I think what we're seeing now is is why certainly as far as Gary's concerned we're seeing why York did so well yeah. and we're seeing why you know potentially we could also go the same way uh-huh. well, let's, let's certainly hope so <laughs> well, Peter thank you very much for it's talking to us uh, hopefully we'll be able to speak to you again throughout the season definitely and can you give our love to Sarah Jane as well I will do I will do <laughs> this is going to sound really sur- surreal but you know she's, uh, she's beside me at the moment and she says hi to everyone <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Peter. And hello back to Sarah Jane there as Peter and Sarah Jane are just lying in pure bliss listening to the podcast there. The subtle tones of Peter Grant. We'd like to thank Peter for giving up his time after the game yesterday to talk to us. Uh, Aye, very, very good interview, Peter, I must admit. Oh, you'd think he's done it before, wouldn't you? I know. Well, I, I, I sent him a tweet today so you listen to the podcast. It's better than Mark Forrest anyway, so... <laughs> Yes, but no, thank you very much. I mean, I'm sure it comes across that um, Peter has took Gateshead very much into his heart. He's, um, you can tell he's, he's, he's a Gateshead supporter now. Uh, it's, so. it's one of them things, when you, once you come and see Gateshead, you s- sit 
through four or five games, it's amazing how quickly it gets into your blood. It does, it does. And um, we've had a few more messages uh, come on the chat facility. Andy Mason has told us that um, Hughes, uh, it's put it on BT Sport on Thursday, it was reported that he's on uh, £4,000 a week insane money at this level. Uh, so if that's true, um, that's, just ridiculous. that's a hell of a lot of money for a 38-year-old. Um, so <laughs> good luck to Lee Hughes if you can get that money. Um, Victoria Hutchinson has also messaged on the chat facility, we don't need another left-back. We have Mags, start him on Tuesday night, I reckon, uh, so Cyril can learn from the mistakes um, that cost him his place in the first team. Uh, even if it's only for one game, uh, it could cost us uh, three points. Um, and she's also went on to say, not that I don't like Cyril, uh, but hashtag playoffs playoff push now um, on the Cyril front I, I like him as I said just before mm. any player will make a mistake he's a young player a young and kid. to be honest after the game not after the game after his mistake he stepped up a gear no. and he was putting some fantastic through balls through to uh, uh, Marwood down the left I mean no, really good I mean it, he realised the mistake that he did. He didn't dawdle on the ball after that. So, mm. and Simon J has also put um, only thing about playing Magne left back is he got rinsed inside out against um, Halifax on New Year's Day. Playing the right foot at left back always takes the natural balance out and width. Uh, keep with Cyril. Uh, I, I would agree with that at the time being. Um, Magne will get his chance in the you know throughout the season. Definitely, um, uh, you know, Curtis and Clark. The, the, Two big lads. I put themselves about. Well, yeah, there. I, was, I was going to read that tweet actually. Sorry so, about that. Uh, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, that, uh, that was one of the tweets that caught me eye. Yeah, I was like, that was on so, the chat facility. So, uh, <laughs> so, well, it was, it's yeah, on, yeah. on Twitter as well. Oh, ah, yeah. But as I say, well, you know, Magni will get his chance. I know you want to get you. We'll sort this knuckles in the car park later. But no, as I say, Magni will get his chance. I feel that you know we've got two central defenders that put themselves in 100% every game and injuries do happen. Touch wood, nobody gets a serious injury, but I'm sure Magni will get his chance at centre-back if he doesn't go on loan um, as requested. So, as I say, watch that space carefully and we'll see. Um, just a quick message on Facebook there. We've had a one from Colin Dilbo. Uh, thank you for liking the page there, Colin. He's put, it was about Ryan Noble that assigned his 22-year-old striker. Are you sure it's not Liam Noble? No, no, it is Ryan Noble. Just to get Wayne Gallup, really. Oh, the Wayne Gallup. No, we're not going to Wayne Gallup. So thank you, Gav, for that. Well, welcome to the Liam Ryan Noble. Yeah, there we go. Um, so, yes, we know which Noble is coming. We do have another interview here. This one is with uh, the mouth of the, of the heat, uh, Tony Carter. So, uh, yeah, so have a listen to this one. Tony Carter now and Tony... Good evening. Good Gentlemen, evening. Yes, uh, another, another ground out result, but at the end yeah. of the day, a result. Great result. Um, for a part-time side, they didn't give up actually. I thought it was only going to be one winner at one stage and two one to them. Yeah. And I can't believe I scored from a corner. Oh, I, 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 I don't know about you, but they reminded me of the kids that said that won the promotion from um, the Unibond, big and strong at the back. Uh, they had a few big players in midfield and uh, they lost it at times, didn't they? Yeah, um, until, uh, actually until they got in the game, I thought we were in charge with Susie got the game from Susie's mm -hmm. mistake. Um, there was only one side going to win that, and that was them. Yeah. Um, we looked down, we didn't concede after the, obviously after the, after mm -hmm. their first goal. And uh, well, that's a it's an important three points, puts within six tonight. Yeah. Killing stand there one would have been in a playoff place. Another home game coming on Tuesday, it's a, it's a very, very important result. Very, very important. Uh, and, uh, and say we could have new faces in the team by then as well. 
we need them. Yeah. We've got too many um, players which are too similar, which is nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's honestly got some great players in the football team, yeah. and you've got Madison put some great balls in, and there's nothing, nobody at the end of it, and mm-hmm. get a set of forward on that side. So we've, we've mentioned in the early interviews that um, James Brown took his goal fantastic today, but too many times we were aiming for his head against a massive back four, Yeah, it's just never going to work. Absolutely stupid. I can't understand why we play James Brown up front, and we keep launching it, because he put his feet, he's a, he's a dangerous player. Yeah. Uh, um, what annoys me about us today especially was we play football at times too much, I mean, the play for us to continue playing football in my own final third, which is absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous, that's where the girl came from. Overplayed the ball in my final third, um, but you can't knock it. Oh, sorry, he has the match with the last plast on. Sorry, Do you know how he did his injury at all or not? I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any cooked food off him, that's how I've been doing. Yeah, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> Unfortunate injury for Liam Hatch. But that brings us to the, um, the, the problem at hand, it's strikers, isn't it? And it looks, it looks like the club aren't going to go out and sign a player um, on a permanent basis. It looks like it's going to be loan, unless they're on a free. In fairness, I, I don't blame why we held a ransom. I mean, Walker you know, walk tried to hold, hold a ransom, and why should we? At the end of the day, we're winning games without a centre-forward. Mm-hmm. Just makes you wonder what we could do with a centre-forward. But, why should we have the ransom? We're still in the games, we're still picking points up. Certainly would. Um, I mean, so the, the thing, I mean, lots of rumours going around, we don't know how true they are, but would you have John Shaw back if we got him on loan? Mm. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 um, he's just come back from an injury. Mm-hmm. Today was a telltale say about John Shaw. Luton were playing Cambridge in the FA Trophy. Uh-huh. And they obviously in the FA Trophy, both sides looking towards promotion to play it. Weekend side and showed it in start. He was on the bench. Yeah. So that tells me he's either literally trying to get back to fitness or mm-hmm. he's basically they're looking to get about. Yeah. So well, that's it. Well, we'll leave Tony to answer his phone there. He's that right. one there. That 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 phone there. <laughs> well, Tony, thank you very much. How you doing? Nice, Thank you. <laughs> Well, that was Tony Carter there speaking to his dad. Um, so <laughs> could only be Carter, couldn't it? Yeah. So uh, there we go. That's uh, Tony Carter's thought. Uh, thank you to everyone that uh, was interviewed, and it could be you on Tuesday night. Uh, we will play out uh, interviews that we collect then on the next podcast. Uh, we may do a midweek podcast. I don't know yet. Um, depend on uh, the result. Uh, not that we're going to do it. Not do one if we don't lose, just depends if we can get enough content to fill the show. Uh, hopefully tonight you've enjoyed all the interviews. Uh, as I say, if you are new to the podcast tonight, um, you can listen on all of your uh, mobile phone devices, um, whether it be an iPad or Android uh, phone or yeah, 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 what's it, iPhone. <laughs> so you can download Spreaker app from your app store, download that, you can... If you register um, by just sending me a Facebook account, all it does is just says um, it puts up your photo and stuff on your account, and then you can search for Heed Army, follow us, and then when we're broadcasting, there's a little speech bubble down on the right-hand side, I believe it is. Click on that, and you can send us a message as Victoria, Simon, Andy Mason, um, and a few others have already done throughout this show already, and of course there is the Twitter. Um, 
to do as well so please do that and as I say around about this time in the show we always ask that you do share all of the statuses that you see us put up help us spread the word about this club uh, that we all love um, because this is the only 100% heed dedicated show out there and um, it revolves around you and um, works better with you uh, so Mickey um, we're done for, we've had one or two more uh, tweets nothing to um, yeah I'm just reading one of Gav's yeah, he says he saw Ryan Noble a, a number of times prolific at reserve level good quick fin- g- uh, quick and a good finisher Con's weakish pish well <laughs> there we go um, also um, Gav sent another message Gillies has been sent back to Carlisle would you have him back once his injury issues are resolved well if we didn't sign Brendan Daniels um, who's a very similar player I would have said you know he plays on the wing he's fast nippy I can't see us going in for Gillies I, I think if would if Gary Mills had wanted Gillies he wouldn't he probably would have nipped in before he went to Cambridge to be honest possibly possibly um, also um Andy Mason has tweeted the Ryan Noble <laughs> to say that he's um, the talk of the Heat Army podcast tonight. Well, he was, secondly, after Liam Noble. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. after, after his brother. After, after your brother, Liam Noble. Um, so, yes, um, so let's hope he's listening. And uh, if you are saying forget it tomorrow, let's hope it is a good loan stint for both of us. Um, also, um, we've got a message from Andy Mason. Can you please let people know that Ross is taking bookings as Michael Van Guren, as a Michael Van Guren impersonator, text him for availability? <laughs> <laughs> well, I should have read that first, shouldn't I, before I read it out? Yeah. But yes, um, he, he is an old-looking 18-year-old, isn't he? Uh, so, I don't think he's... Well, you're follically challenged as well, though, aren't you? Yeah. No, there's no wrong with that. I didn't say there was. It's just I'm just pointing it out so people have got a good mental image of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> a scary image of it is. That is a scary image. So come on, we've, uh, Mickey just went for a sip of his coffee and yeah, found out there's nothing in his cup. So um, can you fill up Mickey's uh, next five minutes if you haven't got his coffee? <laughs> send in your messages. Also, predictions for Aldershot on Tuesday night. Can we get a result? Remember all the shot in the league, they are currently sitting. Da, 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 da. I'll get the um, league table up in front of us, so I'll get the facts <laughs> right. see you've done your research. It is, it is. <laughs> I'll get the league table here. And uh, just where we're at it, we do have a new echo, if you'd like to demonstrate to Mickey, with saying something right now. Saying something right now. Hello! <laughs> there we go, right? It's like something with a Rocky Horror picture. <laughs> well, you are in stockings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. All the shot are currently sitting in 20th place uh, on 25 points. Obviously, that is a false league position. They would be currently sat at 15th because um, they've had minus 10 points. Mm-hmm. Of course, with uh, the administration and money troubles they had uh, following last year's relegation. So it's going to be. It isn't going to be. A, a, not so that dumb. you can look into the league table and say it's going to be an easy game, but uh, that they're certainly not a place that are worthy of being in 20th place. Well, on this I think they one of the teams this season to get 25 points on top of the minus 10. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, what, six weeks to get a team together? Yeah, so they've done so very well. Tremendous, really. We've got three tweets have come in. Um, ah, confirmation uh, that what more isn't off the gate. I don't know where the rumour started. And um, uh, uh, we started on Total Sport on Friday night. Mm-hmm. There was a lad called Ian. He's yep. a regular contributor to the show. He's 
uh, he's actually a Sunderland fan. And he said he was talking to Graham Wood. So, well, someone that's, that's come from. That, it started that, from there. Gav has put up a picture on Twitter. Um, someone messaged um, Ian Watmore. I don't know if that's his brother or his dad asking if Duncan was joining Gateshead on loan, and he's replied no. So there we go. We look at that. Um, Someone's put um, blame Alan, Ol- Alan Oliver. <laughs> well, I don't know if that was the source. Um, there we go. Um, also, um, as I say, the game after that, we were away to Grimsby on Saturday. It is going to be a, a massive game for us because they are just ahead of us, game. level on points. If we both win, I don't know if they've got a midweek game as well. I'd imagine they do because they are, have played three games less than us. So that game is a real six-pointer on... Oh. Um, Saturday if both teams win through the week so uh, and let's put it this way the way they played against Huddersfield and the way they played against Scunthorpe it's going to be a hard game I mean um, what they call him the, the big guy up front um, John Lewis yep. he just bullied the life with a Curtis and uh, Clark up here and earlier on in the season well, let's hope we don't have a repeat performance as I say we only have less than a minute left on the podcast remember um, oh, it flew, flew by this week we hope that you've enjoyed the interviews as we say we record them after each home game in the stadium bar please come along and join us uh, say we thank Lee Calder Tony Carter John Young and of course Peter Grant for giving up the time to talk to us after the game yeah <laughs> <laughs> we believe that he doesn't have a Newcastle, uh, BBC Radio Newcastle onesie, so um, we can put those rumours to bed. And then Armani don't make him Sarah Jane Toads. Ah, well, there we go. And uh, so, yes, as I say, we hope you've enjoyed the podcast tonight. Um, we'll just say a thank you for last week because last week's podcast had the most listeners we've ever had, um, over 166, 15 downloads. And um, Forest Green have a midweek game against Forest Green Rovers, we've just been told. So that just leaves us to say thank you, thank you, Mickey. Uh, thank you very much, Dave, and big thanks to, to Gav, who kept us right on the nobles. He did keep us right on the nobles. And uh, actually, it hasn't cut out here, so we are still broadcasting, so we can't just, uh, without rushing too much. Um, thank you very much for listening. As I say, share all the podcasts, and um, hopefully we can get more and more people interacting and listening and uh, talk about this glorious club that we love. So, Mickey, thank you very much. You're welcome, Dave, any time, mate. And we'll see you next week. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.